0: Welcome to She's Running, the podcast all about women who are running for office, from school board to Senate and everything in between. I'm Emily Jackson. Today's guest is Raquel Tehran, who is running for Senate in Arizona. Well, I'm back from my summer break, and I'm ready to jump right into it. And I want to start out with a book recommendation, Dear Madam President by Jennifer Palmieri. I'm sure you've heard of it, and you may have actually read it. But man, just in case you haven't yet, let me try to convince you. This book is framed as a letter to the first woman president from Jen Palmieri, the former communications director for Hillary Clinton. It's 190 short pages of insight and advice for women who want to seize control of their situation. It's a book you'll devour while also wanting to savor each sentence. No matter where you are in your life right now, there's a line or page or chapter that you'll swear is speaking right to you. Me, well, I thought it was chapter two, move forward, draw fire, until I turned the page and got to chapter three. Let me read a couple lines straight from page 69. People take their cue from you, that's it. If you act like you belong in the room, people will believe you do. If you act like your opinion matters, others will too. Right, right? Man, I gotta get that on a poster or something. okay so I just want to jump right in here okay Um, so if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself so who are you and for what are you running
1: yeah hi my name is Raquel Teran I am running for the Arizona House of Representatives in Legislative District 30 in um, in the Central West Valley of Phoenix okay cool so why did you decide to run Well, for the last 12 years, I have been working in our community diligently engaging people who haven't been uh, engaged before. And the reason why I started to do that work is because I've seen the attacks that come out of our state legislature. I'm originally from Southern Arizona, from a border town, uh, Douglas and Agua Prieta. I was born in Douglas, raised between the two cities And I've seen immigration very natural to me, but in the early 2000s, we saw that the anti-immigrant sentiment in the state of Arizona was gaining a great deal of momentum. And it came from elected officials, uh, and it came from the community, and it came directly with legislation. And I decided to, to get involved And the way that I got involved was to, by making sure that we have people registered to vote and our voices were heard at the ballot box. Quickly learning that the same people attacking immigrant communities are the ones that got our education system, are the ones who are chipping away health care, women reproductive rights, the environment, not believing that there's actually climate change. So uh, I became involved in the progressive movement, and our voices have been heard at the ballot box through some of the efforts that I've been a part of. Uh, We've had successes. Like we were able to recall Russell Pierce, who wrote SB 1070, the racial profiling law here in the state of Arizona. Uh And I was at the forefront of, of that effort. I was also in the forefront of the uh, defeating Sheriff Arpaio who terrorized our communities for many years and of course also cost millions of dollars in taxpayer money and in the last couple of years I've been working to protect the Affordable Care Act uh, and to make sure that we have access to women reproductive health care and rights. So I've seen that um, we are stronger if we come together and our voices are heard. So now, next level of leadership is taking the stories that I've learned over the last 12 years into the state legislature and make sure that we have a presence every single day and start to fight back from the inside versus just being outside and in marches and organizing. This is really the next level for for our movement.
0: Was there something that really pushed you to move from being an activist to running for office? I think it's the the
1: fact that uh, we have many times elected officials who are taking our work for granted, are taking the accountability work for granted. But also, if we have people in office, we need to make sure that they're strong, that they're showing up, with our stories, that they are present every single day. And that's what's pushing me at this moment because we have built a movement where people who are usually not engaged are engaged and people who are paying attention to, to our process. And it goes from teachers to uh, people from immigrant communities people who are now even more involved because we have a different type of uh, a presidency that's attacking the core of the people that we work with and we need to make sure that we have strong leadership and strong representation i uh, often say that we have no time for imperfect allies so if you want to run in a progressive platform we need you to be strong in that state legislature so I feel I could do a really good job of making sure that we have a strong representation.
0: Have you always been political? I have been involved
1: uh, in, in, in politics uh, since 2000, since 2006, very strongly in 2006, and that was when I saw the anti-immigrant sentiment in the state of Arizona. I went to a march. And I went to the volunteer table, and at that volunteer table, they gave me voter registration forms. I said to myself and, and to the people that were around me, if we're gonna change anything, we need to make sure that we build political power. And it was, it's mainly been in a nonpartisan manner, with organizations like Mi Familia Vota and organizations like the One Arizona, that really, the mission has only has been to make sure that we have a voice at the ballot box. So no, I've no, I haven't always been political, uh, but I I gained that consciousness that we need to build political power to change, uh, to, to change the state of Arizona to change the issues that are affecting our communities.
0: Why did you decide to run for this office rather than something more local or even more federal?
1: The state legislature has moved uh, moved legislation that impact the people that I've been working with and initially it was the anti-immigrant uh, legislation like SB 1070 uh, and but we've seen extreme legislation come up uh, from our state legislature for example the anti-immigrant mil- bill that I just mentioned but also the bills that attack a women's a women's, right to choose or the defunding that is happening uh, that is happening since the defunding of the education system that's happening since since 1990 because we've been giving corporate tax breaks uh for for many many years that have affected the social services here in the state of arizona i have a child now uh he is two years old and we are going to send him to school in a couple of years like a like a normal kid and it's hard to make the decision of what school he is going to go because the state of arizona has really not invested in our schools and part of that is because of the the misplaced priorities of our state legislature in giving big corporations uh tax breaks versus Uh, investing in in our schools. So it it goes from the legislation that we've seen affect our community from separating families to our health care that's chipped away and women reproductive rights as well and to the core of the of our issue of education that we can't hard to change the state of Arizona if we're not giving high-quality education to all the children.
0: Are you a full-time candidate? Or are you working also?
1: I am still working, and I work with Planned Parenthood, making sure that we have access to the Affordable Care Act and we keep the doors open. So I work with a team of organizers and help execute their campaign, but it's a balance between campaigning and and work. So when I am uh, not working, I'm campaigning, and when I'm not campaigning, I'm at home. This is
0: not your first time running for office, right?
1: That's right. That's right. I ran in 2012, and uh, in, in 2012, and I missed it by 113 votes.
0: That's crazy. That it's just like like a handful of votes. And you've got a primary, right?
1: Yes, it is a primary. It's a primary. Um, we have. We have uh, four people in the race. Uh, I am the only woman uh, running for our legislative district, as well as the only woman in the West Valley here in Phoenix. There are three legislative districts. Very sim- they're very similar to ours. And I am the only woman running for these uh, nine uh, legislative districts.
0: Like, What lessons are you taking from your last campaign that you're using now?
1: Well, we have we've had a lot of lessons. Uh, well, first of all, we continue to organize around the issues and the values uh, at, at the doors. We uh, continue to build relationships with the with the voters. Um, the best way of winning a campaign uh, in a legislative district like ours is by making sure that we connect with voters face to face. So we are knocking on doors at 115 degree weather. It's not easy, but there is nothing more gratifying than making sure that we knock on doors and build those relationships and ask people why they want to be involved or why they're voters or what are the concerns that they have in their communities because essentially that is what has to also drive uh, my my candidacy, making sure that we have strong representation and really uh, represent what, what we are hearing at the doors. So we're we're continuing to knock on those doors like we did in 2012. We now are fundraising even more. We have more than 900 people that have invested in our campaign. Uh, the last time that I ran, I ran as a clean elections candidate. That um, that is with a uh, state funding, and uh, that. Uh, that doesn't allow you to raise more money. So uh, you have a certain amount of money that you can use for your campaign. And if more attacks come, or if you need to reach more people, you don't have the opportunity to to raise more money. So now we are running a a quote unquote traditional funding campaign. And it's been a lot of grassroots movements and a lot of grassroots uh, networking get to the point where we've uh, outraced our opposition. And that's the way that we are contacting voters as well because we're engaging them in, in donating, we're engaging them, we're engaging our communities uh, so that we can help reach those voters and we're doing it through mail, through digital, through through the through the doors is the basic the the most important way. And the the like I mentioned earlier, the difference from last time as well is that uh, now I have also another story that I'm, I'm experiencing motherhood firsthand. So I am I'm taking that that story to the door because I can connect with voters in another in, in a different way that I was not able to connect with uh, in in 2012. That uh, allows me to to share the experience of, of, of many other families in the district.
0: What has the process of running this campaign been like for you so far?
1: The process of running this campaign, its it's been discipline. It has been uh, making sure that we have a clear message and that we have a, a strong presence in the community. That's, that's the way that I think that every campaign needs to be run is making sure that we are not just... This could, We're not disconnected from the, from the voters, that we are from the get-go making sure that they know that we are a campaign of grassroots, a, a grassroots base, that it's not just a candidate, that this is a campaign of community, that this is a campaign of a follow-up of the work that has been done for many years. Uh, of, of holding our elected officials accountable and bringing our communities together to be engaged. So how
0: can people get involved with your campaign?
1: So we have our website, dot com, uh, and people can connect there. We are, we're active on social media, on Facebook, and it's also uh, it's 4 for House AZ. And people can connect through us th- through those methods. Uh, let us know that they want to volunteer. We want to make sure that we are plugging people in. Of course we're asking for donations if it's 5, 10, 15, 20 dollars, whatever you can give to invest, that we finish strong in this campaign, that we send a message uh, to the state of Arizona that we can have strong representation. Uh, it will be greatly appreciated. We are uh, not giving up, and we're going to give it our, all our strengths in the next 30 or so days. We're only, uh, we are only 30 days away from Election Day, and ballots are going to hit the doors in, in less than 10 days. So here in Arizona, we vote by mail in large numbers. So we are going to be talking to voters, making sure that they fill out their ballots as soon as they get to their homes. And we're able to reach more of the voters that usually don't vote because we are going after the people that vote, but also the people who have not been engaged and have have not been inspired by a candidate.
0: All right. I got one last question for you. What is one piece of advice that you have for a woman who might be thinking about running for office?
1: I am going to say just say yes. We have to start by saying yes. If somebody asks you uh, to run for office, say yes. Be fearless. Don't shy away. Even if you don't know if you're going to run for office, just start saying yes. People will be taken off by that. And you need to start to put your name out there. It might not be that next election. It might be the following
0: election. It might be the the third election from then. But just start saying yes. I love that advice. Well, thanks so much for chatting with me today.
1: Thank you so much for including us in your podcast. And we
0: appreciate
1: you amplifying our message. And we look forward to continuing the discussion.
0: Big thanks to Raquel Teran for taking the time out of her very busy schedule to chat with me. You can find out more about her and her campaign at RaquelTeran.com. And that's R-A-Q-U-E-L-T-E-R-A-N.com. She's also on Facebook at Raquel Teran for Arizona House. And you can find her on Twitter at, at Raquel Teran. Now, Raquel and I recorded this a couple of weeks ago. So when she mentioned that early voting was starting soon, yeah, it's already started. So if you're in her district, don't forget to fill out your primary ballots and get them in ASAP. You can find She's Running on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at at She's Running Pod. If you like what I'm doing here, please tell a friend about the show. And take a second to go rate the show on Apple Podcasts. If you're not an Apple fan, you can also find us on Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you like listening to podcasts. And that's it for today thanks. Talk to you soon. Let me read a couple of lines straight from page. Oh, God. Let me read a couple of lines straight from page 90. (laughs) What page was it?